Welcome to Follow Your Kind Podcast, a show where we explore the meaning of kindness and how we can express it in our daily lives. My name is Christina and I'm your host. All right, and we're live. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to Follow Your Kind Podcast. And today we have Kevin Randolph on the line. It is my new amazing friend that I just met this past weekend uh, when I ran my 15 miles, which actually ended up being 15.4 miles <laughs> during the, the uh, Kubehacha um, outdoor uh, run. What was the name of the challenge, Kevin? It was the Kubehacha Earth Day Ultra Challenge. That's right. Kubehacha yeah, Earth Day Ultra name, Challenge. But- but it was absolutely worth it. It was it was amazing. The 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 land was just breathtaking. It was this beautiful trail uh, where we ran around the lake. Uh, it was seven point half miles for a circle, and at all times you could see uh, the lake on your right. And the nature was beautiful. The weather was beautiful, and just my experience was amazing. And I was happy, and I was really glad that Kevin that you introduced yourself to me. So uh, we were able to make that connection, and now you're a guest in the podcast. Hi, Kevin. Hi. Great to be here. Yeah, when I saw you. Annie, my wife, pointed out your hair, and I was like, I have to go talk to her. That's the coolest thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I remember when picking up my shirt early in the morning, uh, she did make a comment about her braids. She's like, oh, I think you're the only person who has the braids as cool as I do. And she, her braids were pretty cool as well. Yeah, She's she a, was pretty master braider. She, she uh, said you told her how to do that with the yarn, so I think Yes. Yes, and for those, for the listeners who do not, didn't see my braids, I had blue yarn uh, as a part of my hair, braided into my hair because I was running for, uh, I was raising money for charity water. And so I was also um, representing water in my outfit and my other three teammates from uh, Humane League, actually, they were fire, earth, and air. So we were the four elements for the Earth Day Challenge. (laughs) That was awesome. Uh, okay, well, Kevin, welcome to the show. Very glad to have you. And uh, um, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell me a little bit about your journey as uh, a founder uh, of the Revolution Running and your experience with organizing races here around Georgia? Yeah, so um, like you mentioned, our company's Revolution Running, and we've been putting on races for about 10 years now. And it's uh, comprised of me and my wife, Annie, who you met, and then uh, a Amy good friend. Cool braids. <laughs> yes. And then our good friend, John Pollard. And so between the three of us, we've been putting on races, um, mostly here on the south side of Atlanta. Uh, and the one you went to last weekend was um, the Kubahacha Challenge, and which we decided this year to put it on Earth Day. And which was really cool. So we got to do some neat stuff for that. Yes. And um, I want to just give a quick, quick brief of my experience of that and why I was so excited. First of all, the, the trail itself was absolutely beautiful in the way, the, the way everything was organized. The fact that the parking was there right close by the trail. So you didn't have to worry about the logistics of any or any of that. But on top of everything, uh, Kevin made extra effort of scaring all the runners into bringing their own water bottles. 
<laughs> to make to make sure we reduce the waste as much as possible. Uh, another thing I picked up on and I absolutely loved was that I got a tree as a prize for finishing the race. And uh, one of my teammates who got a second place, Karis, she actually got a birdhouse with a, like a handmade painted birdhouse. Like how cool was that? There were those were like yeah. the coolest presents for the Earth Day. So for those of y'all that don't know, which is probably almost everybody, the Kubahacha is a outdoor education center for kids. So their main purpose is they, they just uh, bring in a lot of uh, school-aged children uh, to the property and on the facilities and teach them everything they can about outdoors and nature and uh, lots of science and, and animals, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and it's just great because it gets kids off technology and outside. But um, they, when we were sitting down trying to think of what were we going to do for uh, a finisher's award and what were our top prizes be for the top runners, uh, we were like, we didn't want to do a medal because, like, I don't know, I, every time I get a medal, I end up just throwing it in a shoebox and never looking yeah. at it. Again. And we were like, let's do, let's do saplings. Let's get it. Let's do trees. That way they can plant, plant it when they get done and, and they'll never forget that race. So, um, we did dogwood saplings, which is a, you know, kind of a, a typical tree you'd find here in the Southeast that has beautiful white flowers. So they'll never forget that race. And the bird boxes, we came up with that because I don't know if you noticed on your run, but um, they're actually a uh, uh, Audubon like bird sanctuary there. Um, I don't know what exactly they call it, but they have a lot of people come out there to look at birds. And so they have bird boxes everywhere out on that course. And we were like, you know, I asked them, I was like, do y'all make those? We could use those for awards. So they actually hand make those bird boxes and, and stamp the logo on there for our top runners. That is so cool. That is just such a beautiful way to tie in the community and people and the things that people do with their hands and pass it forward to, to those who are participating in the race. It, it's such a cool idea. Yeah. And like all of our, you know, one of our, passions I guess you would say is all of our races we we partner up with a charity um and so that's something that's really important to us that um you know we get to do something we love which is run uh, we we all three of us are runners and we want to put on races that that appeal to to people that run um and, and there's a lot of races you know that you can pick from now but we want to make sure that um we're also doing something good uh in the community and so we every single one of our races is partnered up with local charities not that there's anything wrong with the big research charities, but I just, one of my passions as well is the local, local charities. And we've got a lot of good ones here that we can support. And so we try to do that. And, um, that is really cool. What were, what are some of the other charities that you worked with before? Uh, oh, just to mention a couple of our upcoming races. Um, one that, uh, is coming up, we'll partner with a friend's house, which is, a local uh, foster home in Henry County. Uh, we, the, a, a race that we had just before the Kubahacha race was with a place called Noah's Ark, which is right oh down the Oh my God, I love them. I love Noah's see? Ark. And so they're an animal, rehabil uh, excuse me, animal rehabilitation center. Um, we partnered with a local uh, school for the cross country team. We partnered with another one of our big races coming up on June 9th. Um, which I highly, if you like the Cuba Hatch race, you'll love this race. It's at the Monastery of the Holy Spirit in Conyers. Wow. I think so, I just saw the, the flyer or the event invite for that. Tell me about that race. 
so the, uh, that race will be held at the monastery. And there's a couple of really cool things about this race. One is they open up for you to run on parts of the property that, that nobody gets to go on. So wow. you'll to, yeah, you'll get to see some uh, beautiful pieces of their property that nobody gets to see. Um, also like the, there's a couple of monks that run. And so you'll literally be running with monks, um, on this race, which is kind of neat. Um, before the start of the race, you have, are they, are they wearing, are they wearing the monks outfits? Will I be able to spot them if I run amongst the, them? The ones that are running are not wearing the monks outfit, oh. but, the monks, but they're all over the, I think they're, they're actually pretty serious runners. So when they go out, they, they take it serious, and I, I think it would kind of hamper their running if they were wearing all that. But <laughs> but there are, the ones that aren't running are wearing the full monk clothing. Um, that is so cool. But before the race, you can also come a little bit early and, and uh, do mass, um, which is neat, or attend mass. And the proceeds of that race will go to the monastery, which they every year they use it for uh, a mission project, whatever mission project that they're focused on at that time. So. That is beautiful. Okay, so it's June 9th. What day of the week is that? That is a Saturday. Um, Saturday, the June race, 9th. Yeah, you, uh, the race starts at 8.30. And uh, if you want to attend Mass, you need to get there at 7. Okay. Um, but all what the details it? are on our website, revolutionrunning.net. So if you go to revolutionrunning.net, you can see all of the races we put on, when they are. You can sign up right there. You can see pictures of our past races. And you can kind of see... Uh, what we're all about and what are the distances for the june 9th race uh so you can do a one and a half mile a 5k which is three miles or an eight mile race nice and there, that, that is a trail race as well um just kind of like the trail similar to what you experienced at kuba Hatch. it's a it's a easy trail but there is more nice. climbing there's some there's some significant hills in that race so that's fun. Uh, but, it's, but it's not a technical trail, so you don't have to worry about tripping and roots and big rocks and stuff like that. Right. Um, tell me about the, the, the adventure challenge that's coming up in July. So this will be the first time we put on a race like this, and it's, we're pretty excited about it. It's also going to be at the property on Kubahacha and Locust Grove, and it will be a run, bike, paddle. And so you'll run a 5K, then you'll bike, uh, 14 miles and then paddle about one and a half miles and uh, you can use whatever you want to paddle if you want to bring a kayak if you want to bring a canoe if you want to do stand-up paddleboard um, however you want to paddle it out then uh, just bring what you have and you can do solo or a team option so like if you are good at running but your friend has the kayak and you got another friend that's good at the bike make a team and <laughs> compete as a team so that is sounds fun. That's great. Okay, well, tell me uh, about other things that you're looking at or other things that are important to you when you're setting up the race. So uh, I, I, I know you mentioned you're, uh, you guys are very intentional with uh, making sure that you uh, give back to the community and partner up with local charities. Uh, from my personal experience, I can tell that you're trying to be as environmentally conscious as possible in, in terms of uh, uh, waste, zero waste, or as close to zero waste as possible. Tell me about some of the other values or or some of the other principles that are your guiding principles when organizing races? So for me, um, there's a couple, but one of them is I, I like for our races to be affordable. Um, I, I hate it when I see a really cool race, like I want to do that and it's going to cost me over a hundred bucks. Right. Um, 
And so, I can definitely say I appreciate it. And I, it was when, uh, when uh, I was talking to my teammates who ran with me from Team Humane, Karis and uh, Jeremiah and Trish, uh, they, that's something that they mentioned as well, that they were very appreciative of the fact that this race was not only beautiful, but also very affordable. And therefore, they were actually able to do that. Yes. And, uh, and I may heard a lot of comments that day. And that's something that's important to us. And is we... You know, we want to charge the right amount. We don't want to like cheat the charity or, or you know, skimp on anything and, and not have a great race. But you can do that without causing people to have to be charged an arm and a leg. And so that's important. We also want our races to be like unique, something different. So mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of 5Ks you can pick from almost every weekend. And we just, you know, we're runners ourselves and you kind of get tired of the same old road 5K with a boring t-shirt, you know. So we try to just make all of our races have something different that's unique to to the to the charity we're supporting or unique to the to the the place where the race is being put on. And you know, if it's not something that we think is cool that we would run, we're just not going to do it. Um, right. And I can tell you're doing a great job at it so far because I mean, I'm I first of all I absolutely love the first race I did with you, and then from what we're talking about so far, the the monastery race sounds amazing already. I mean, I would love to go somewhere where nobody else could go and run amongs the monks, and then the oh, yeah. battle, the adventure race, it sounds great too. And by the way, as we talk, I'm actually wearing the T-shirt from the Kabahacha uh, yeah. Earth Day Challenge, and it is so soft. <laughs> yeah we love that material all of our shirts are not just the plain cotton shirt we intentionally pick out that material because it's amazingly soft and we, it try is to, very soft. we try to make it a cool design we try to make it a shirt you would wear outside to wherever you're going i mean a lot of the race shirts now have some kind of goofy like cartoon on them and it's like you would never wear it other than maybe like to bed or something you know mm -hmm. we try to make our shirts be something you would wear um even if outside of the race or outside of your house. Um, but the, uh, another thing that's really important to us too is we like to see people hit their goals and succeed and, and reach new limits and just push themselves. So we like, we have a lot of different types of races. We do five, we do five Ks. We do road runs. We do trail runs. We also do ultra marathons. You do. So, yeah. So a lot of the people that Kubahacha ran 31 miles and, um, we also have a 24 hour race where we'll have people run well over a hundred miles. Um, so wow. try to encourage every, every type of runner. You might be starting out and just thinking, Hey, I need to get in shape. I've never run before in my life. Or you might be an elite runner who's trying to push themselves further than they've ever gone. And so it, that brings us a lot of, um, you know, we just get excited for those people to see, see, see them do something they've never done for the first time. And even help them out, you know, any way we can by, you know, just making the race conducive to see seeing them succeed. So right, this is beautiful. How about your your personal running experience? Do you guys get to to run any of the races at all? I wish we could. Like <laughs> every time I'm at one of our races, I was like, man, I want to. I really wish I could run this race. Um, but I I don't I don't ever run my own races. I don't know. I feel like it would be bad form especially like if I won and I took an award away from somebody that what else would have got it you know mm. um but we we do uh me and my wife Annie and my buddy John we've run everything 
you can imagine. We've done, we've all done hundred milers. We've done 50 Ks. We've done 50 milers. We've done five Ks. We've done marathons. Um, you know, and running's very important to a lot of people. It's, it's an outlet that you can one stay healthy, but it's really helped a lot of people um, that might, it's surprising how many people in the running community we run into who run because of an addiction problem that they, they, they've gotten out of, or uh, just, it's a great outlet for people to almost like therapy, I guess you could say. I agree. I absolutely agree. I, I always get so much insight into like my own thinking in my own head when, when I run. And we actually were discussing that with, uh, uh, with the team that I ran with, with Karis, Jeremiah and Trish on our way back, we're all driving together. So we're just talking about kind of what, what's up, what, what is our favorite part of running. And for all of us, it's just that after a certain point, your mind just gives up chattering and, and thinking so hard and, and planning and doing to-do lists. And it, once that point comes and your mind just lets go and there's such a point of clarity and I don't know, it's just, it's very, it's very uh, spiritual and almost meditative to a oh, certain yeah. degree. I mean, when I first started running, I could say that first probably two weeks wasn't spiritual or meditative. <laughs> you know, it was a shock to my system. But now that's like when I do my best thinking and trying to like figure out, you know, life and uh, not to get too deep, but like that's, that's all my runs is where like you just can get a sense of clarity and you things that you're trying to figure out. And it's like, Hey, this is, this is, you know, um, a solution to whatever I might be dealing with. So yeah, Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely got some, therapy qualities to it and you know we it's really good to see people that um and even kids too like we've we've seen because we've been doing it for 10 years we'll have younger kids who run our races and we've seen them grow up and then turn into like incredible fast runners we've got one kid that when he first started running he just came out for the fun of it and now he's like a top uh athlete at his school in high school so that's that kind of so cool. get kids into the sport. Um, our Noah's Ark run is really one of the bigger runs we have where just, you know, we have a whole lot of kids and it's really cool to see them um, enjoy it. And, uh, you know, cause a lot of people think of running as a punishment, you know, and it doesn't have to be, it can, you can have fun and it doesn't have to be um, so competitive. So. Right. Uh, so how do you, do you organize any like kids specific runs or if you don't, what, are, what is the youngest age of the kids that can join the race? Oh, that actually brings up another topic. I'm going to go derail for just a second on that. Please question. do. I um, love that. So the Kubahachi race that you ran, uh -huh. um, it's, we've had, so you, you were there, you saw something really cool. You might've already left, but we had a 75 year old lady complete the 50 K. That is amazing. Um, 31 miles. And it was funny because she texted me the day before the race and was like, hey, I'm, I'm headed up to do your race. I've run ultras my whole life, and I haven't been able to um, finish the last two or three I've tried. And I thought I was going to give up, but I just had my 75th birthday, and this is my last try. If I can't finish this one, I'm just going to give it up. And so I was like, sweet, we have to get this lady here, and we have to um, – we have to see her finish. Like, I don't care if we'll, we're here all day. She's oh. But she actually did great. She wasn't the last person. Um, and that's so that incredible. Was, oh yeah. But at the same race two years ago, and this is, 
like I almost didn't let him run it, but we had a seven-year-old finish the 50K. So we've had a seven-year-old and a 75-year-old finish our 31-mile race at Kubac. Okay, I need to, I haven't run 50K yet, but that, that, this was just the sign for me that I need to go ahead and run it like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, this race, it, like I said, this race is uh, one of the ones that's kind of conducive because it's not, you're not in the mountains, you're not in remote wilderness. We've got two aid stations and it's a flat, easily navigated trail. And so that's why we let the, the child do it. We were a little worried about that, um, but because we would be able to have access to him and if he was ever in any kind of trouble, we, we would know right away. Did you have um, a drone flying around and following him? You no, know, his, his mom was with him. So okay. that was the other thing. Like we, we said, look, you know, you'll have to stay with him the entire time. Um, it all worked out great, and he he did he did awesome. That is just incredible. But yeah, we do have. So to answer your question, though, I would say Noah's Ark is the race that's geared most to children because uh, it's called the Zebra Dash. But you you when you start that race, you run through the animal habitat. So you're going to run by lions, bears, tigers, monkeys. Um, they're all in cages, so you don't have to worry about you know lion jumping out and grabbing you but um when you finish <laughs> you finish that loop through the animal habitat you'll run out a field and you'll literally run right next to horses or goats or pigs and everything they have right in the field the horses will run right beside you um and so kids love that and so we have a lot of kids at that race adults love it too um but that's the race that draws the most children it's just well this Here's another cool thing. So this past Noah's Ark, the top finisher, the very first place finisher was a 13-year-old girl. And it wasn't like she was racing against some slow, easy competition. She beat some really fast people. She was she, – if you saw it – like I told Annie afterwards, I was like, I think I just saw something like that I'll never see again in my life. That was just special because she had these focused eyes that were just – she was competing and she was going to win and she wasn't going to let nobody beat her. And she didn't just win. There was nobody even within like sight of her when she finished. So that was that's really incredible. Cool. I have big bumps right now. Just imagining it. That is so cool. And I, I bet it is so rewarding for you to, to see those things happen, to see the seven year old cross the finish line or the 75 year old cross the finish line or the 13 year old win the race. I bet that is so incredible. It is, and it's definitely what uh, what we one of the reasons we do it. So, um, what would you say? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's it. What would you say is the most rewarding thing for you guys about about organizing this races? I mean, obviously, from my perspective, there's already so many good things that you contribute. But I'm just curious, what kind of what it is that keeps you going? Uh, for me, I mean, it's I, I would have to say the charity part. Um, after it's all said and done and, and we can give um, a check to a charity that's really hits home with us. Um, I'll, personally, one of my favorite charities that we support is a friend's house and it, it's a foster home in Henry County. And these kids, you know, um, when, when they're in just a bad situation and they have nowhere else to go, they, this is, they take them in and take care of them. And like just being able to, you know, to contribute to helping them help those kids by doing something we love to do anyway, it's a good feeling. Like 
hey, I can do what I love and help out like a wonderful local charity. So that's what keeps us going. This is really beautiful. And I mean, I had no idea. I was excited to, to interview you and just to, to hear your story and, and because I was excited about the aspect of you organizing these beautiful events for the community to allow participation. But I don't think I was aware of this whole huge kind of uh, charity and consciously uh, framed, I don't know if you can call it business model, but the model that you have. So this is, this is warming my heart so just amazingly right now. Thank you so much for the work that you do. And this is just such, so, so along the lines of all the other um, heroes that I had or I'm looking forward to having on my podcast who are just doing amazing things, following their passion, but at the same time creating a lasting uh, impact on the local community and really making a contribution in a very compassionate, kind, and meaningful way to the people who live here. This is so great. Well, I appreciate it. And I'm really glad that we met you uh, on Saturday. And that was we, it was really cool seeing you guys uh, run the race. I mean, I don't think you even broke a sweat. You were smiling the whole time. Here. <laughs> so it was really awesome to meet you. And I really appreciate you letting me on the podcast to talk about what we do. And I can't, I can't wait to see you at another race. And everybody check out revolutionrunning.net and see if you can find a race that interests you. Um, like I said, we're not too far, just about 20, minute, 20, 30 minutes south of Atlanta. And we've got some beautiful races down here. Absolutely. And it, that drive is absolutely worth it. And I'll make sure to put all the links in the show notes uh, for the viewers and listeners to see. And I will... I'm sure that's not the, our last interaction or not the last interview that uh, I have on your podcast. And I'm definitely looking forward to working with you uh, in future and running, participating in all of the races. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. For more information, you can go to followyourkind.com or follow me on Instagram at kindchristina. Please also subscribe to the show and give me a good review. Thanks for stopping by.